When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It all begins this weekend. Are the teams playing tonight? Just playing to be sacrificial lambs. And what's the most compelling series of the NBA playoffs? We've got it for you. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Bubba Canty. Good morning. <laughs> You're a I mean, sheep? The, the, I mean, you said sacrificial lambs. I mean, I figured <laughs> I'd go ahead and lean into it, right? Well, I could argue that you as a Lakers fan right now and believing what you are, are just that. You are a sheep. Wow, that is so disrespectful. Well, Vegas doesn't agree with you, by the way, because according to the updated NBA title odds with Caesars, the Lakers have a plus 1,400 odds to win the title, whereas... The Memphis Grizzlies, their round one opponent, big fella, mm-hmm. plus eighteen hundred. So That's because Vegas doesn't uh, agree with you. Well, there are plenty of sheep who are going the exact same way that you are. Okay, my we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see is right. We'll Apparently, see. I chose violence on a Friday. Let's get going. Play-ins tonight. You've got Chicago and Miami. You've got Oklahoma City, Minnesota. Okay, I am interested in the Bulls Heat game before we get to the playoffs this weekend in the most compelling series, primarily because, man, the Bulls, you know, the other night, I thought did a really nice job in the way they played to come back. And I don't know if DeMar DeRozan's daughter is going to be attendance in Miami tonight, but they could certainly use her. As far as the Heat are concerned, Canty, dear God, I was disappointed. And I want to see them in there just to aggravate somebody else and grind it out, but I don't think that's going to make a difference against the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, here's what I will say. Even though the Miami Heat looked shot when they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, the Chicago Bulls don't shoot a lot of three-pointers, right? Like, that that's one of the things that, that leaves them susceptible to other teams being able to hang in there, teams that might on other nights against other opponents be offensively challenged. The fact that the Bulls don't shoot a lot or make a lot of threes, I think – was, it will lend itself to Miami being able to stay in this game. And in a closely contested ball game, I trust Eric Spolstra. I trust Jimmy Butler. Uh, I trust Bam Adebayo. So I think that's what makes tonight really interesting down in Miami between those two. Now, Zach Levine is a bona fide star in this league, and DeMar DeRozan is one of the best pure scorers in this league. So I do think it'll be a fun little back and forth. Yeah. But ultimately, I do see the Miami Heat advancing. Now, it'll all be for naught because their prize for getting into the playoffs is the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. Yeah, and I, I see much the same for the Oklahoma City-Minnesota winner uh, against Denver. Even though we don't necessarily believe a whole lot in Denver, I don't think they'll have any trouble dispatching whoever wins that game. Well, let me say this. Uh, if you're looking at Oklahoma City, on any given night, they're capable of having the best player on the court, and that's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. SGA mm. is an absolute monster. Against Don't the New Orleans Pelicans, that was the case. He outplayed Brandon Ingram uh, in, in this game tonight. I would anticipate much the same, him being the best player on the court, even though he's going to be faced with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards. 
But, yeah, I, I think in these types of closely contested games, you got to lean toward the best player. And so even with um, a, a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder that's really young, when you have Shea Gildas-Alexander, I do think you get the opportunity to push the number one Denver Nuggets if you get into a round one series. Now, I'm not sitting there predicting that it'll be a seven-game series, but it ain't going to be an easy out if Oklahoma City does advance. Canty, let's get to the games tomorrow, and the series most especially, because when I look at these playoff matchups, there's one series that really stands out to me as the most compelling, I think the most competitive, and that's the Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think it's compelling because of the Donovan Mitchell story. I think it's compelling because the Knicks have been a a good story this season, and because they have won one playoff series in 23 years, it's a stat that you'll hear an awful lot, but it's because it is important when it comes to one of the flagship franchises uh, in the NBA, and I think it's a great matchup. This, to me, has seven-game series written all over it. I I will be absolutely stunned if if it is not a long series. You have the best player on the court as Donovan Mitchell, the guy that the Knicks uh, decided not to give up too much for. And as a result, they have Jalen Brunson, who has been a godsend for them this season. How much does Julius Randle being hobbled in this series actually matter in terms of impacting the complexion of it? I mean, I I don't mean to be disrespectful. I don't think a whole lot. Wow. You know, because So you think the combination of Obi Toppin and Josh Hart is enough to compensate for Randall's absence? Maybe not offensively enough, but I think that Josh Hart has done something that has really helped this team that they needed in the worst way. And sometimes you find that kind of player that fits into the puzzle perfectly. Yeah, I see it much the same way you do. I think offensively Josh Hart gives the the half-court sets a lot better flow, I I think, in terms of being able to find other guys and facilitate and distribute. I think Josh Hart does bring an element that Julius Randle just doesn't have. And and the lineup just plays with a little bit better of chemistry. So I think that's something that's going to be interesting to watch. But between the two point guards, man, Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, those dudes are going to put on a show. And for – all of the reasons that you outlined, I do think this is a very compelling series because Knicks fans that wanted Donovan Mitchell, if for whatever reason this series gets out of hand, and we're talking about a sweep or mm. you know uh, being over in five, I think that would give fodder, that would give fuel to a lot of Knicks fans that wanted Donovan Mitchell and are frustrated that R.J. Barrett became a part of the hangup as to why their team didn't land an all-NBA caliber player that actually wanted to come here. So I'm with you on that. I think that's going to be a really good series. Um, I don't think it's going to be a first-round knockout, though. I do think it's going to be a six- or seven-game series. But for me, big fella, when we start talking about the most compelling series in the playoffs in round one, it's got to be Lakers-Grizzlies, right? You got LeBron James. You got Anthony Davis. The passing of the torch. You got the new pieces that they've surrounded the two superstars with in L.A., then you have the Memphis Grizzlies. And, you know, based on what John Moran said a couple of years ago, how they want to run up the chimney because they want all of the smoke. Well, they got it. They got it in the Los Angeles Lakers, and we're going to have a chance to see that on display. There's the John Morant redemption story after what happened with him late in the season and being suspended for what he did on social media and what he did in the Denver nightclub. I think the absence of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark could be intriguing. Jaron Jackson a defensive player of the year candidate going head-to-head against 
what has been the best big man in the Western Conference since March 1st and Anthony Davis. I think there are so many different offshoots to this series that make it absolutely fascinating. So I'm excited to watch. I think it has the potential to be the most competitive series in all around one. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. What makes AutoZone's America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable battery or replacement batteries. I don't know what's going on there. That's not me fat-handing. That's not me fat-handing, Canty, I can tell you that. Anyway. Uh, we finish up as telling you that the the uh, they make them replacement batteries, reliable replacement batteries, starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Can't blame me on the fat handing right there, my friend. Can't do it. Let's listen to Tim Bontemps, who is ESPN's NBA reporter, uh, and get a feel for him uh, on this series. Canty, this is going to sound odd, okay? Uh, you know how I feel about this series. We have a mm. wager, Johnny Walker Blue, yep. a bottle, uh, on this series. Now, if the Grizzlies win it in four, five, or six, I win. If it's a seven-game series or the Lakers win in any fashion at all, Canty wins. Now, having said that, let me give you a guy that may be very interesting here. We talk about Jaron Jackson. I, the stat this morning, I think Tim Bontemps gave it where in three matchups this season, uh, in 90 minutes of play, he had 15 fouls against the Lakers <laughs> with Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they are going to go right after him. Xavier Tillman could be a factor in this series. I, I honestly think that he's somebody that's going to have to help the load defensively without Steven Adams. And I know that's listen, this is not a guy that is – more than a, a seven or eight point five rebound guy, but can't he? He could help them an awful lot in this series, and he's he's gonna have to. They're they're going to have to. I will acknowledge that clearly in the paint, they're going to have to have somebody step up and help them out. Yeah, and, and you're hoping that it's going to be Xavier Tillman. Now I will say this because they have home court advantage that benefits the Grizzlies because we know role players always play better at home. They're more comfortable. So I think that that could potentially be a factor. But whether it's Xavier Tillman, whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to have a hard time being able to contain Anthony Davis one-on-one, whether it's in the high post or on the low block, especially if the, the shooters for the Los Angeles Lakers are knocking down open shots. Now, if Malik Beasley and, and Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell played the way they did the other night against the T-Wolves in the play-in, if they're missing shots like that, then the Lakers have no shot at being able to move past the Memphis Grizzlies. Those guys are going to have to knock down open shots. I'm not worried about the Lakers on the defensive end because they play really good team defense. What I am worried about is the Lakers' ability to be able to score, and to be able to do that, you got to properly space the floor. In order to have that, your players, your role guys have to at least present the threat of being able to knock down open threes. They didn't do that at a high clip the other night, and that's what allowed the Timberwolves to really you know, set the tone for how that game was going to go up until late. It'll be interesting to see how those guys play early on in this series against Memphis. If they can show the ability to knock down open shots, it's going to be a long series for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. Who's your guy? Is it Austin Reeves? Is Austin Reeves your guy? If you're counting on one of them to at least be somewhat consistent, 
out of the I, but, role but, players but, as it reads. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I don't think – well, here's the thing. The Lakers don't have a traditional third star, but right. they don't need to have that. They've got enough guys that can be that star – at any given point. We saw it last night with Dennis, uh, the last game against the T-Walls with Dennis Schroeder dropping 20-plus points, and a lot of that happening in the second half. We've seen it before with Austin Reeves. We've seen it before with D'Lo. They just need one of those guys to be a 20-point scorer on any given night. But the real, but the, the biggest issue is the all of the other guys being able to knock down shots. That's Rory Hachimura. That's Jared Vanderbilt. Troy Brown, those guys have got to knock down open shots. If they can't knock down open shots consistently, that is going to be a problem in terms of making sure that Anthony Davis can get get the space that he needs to operate, making sure LeBron James can do what he does best. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Man, we are jam-packed with a huge show on this big-time Friday with the NBA playoffs, with everything going on with less than two weeks until the NFL draft. Canty and I, along with Mike Tannenbaum and Ian Fitzsimmons, will be hosting it on ESPN Radio April 27th, 28th, 29th, live from Kansas City. We are pumped up from that, and when we return, we have some NFL to get to. Yes, there's all kinds of Lamar angles to talk about, but... Is Woody Johnson having second thoughts about Aaron Rodgers? One of our NFL insiders joins us. And Canty, I told you yesterday, I was going to be in a middle seat on a plane on the way down to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Let's just say things did not go well. Okay. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I'm so sorry. Jeremy, I'm so sorry. He joins us in just 30 seconds. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. All right. We welcome in Jeremy Fowler. 
When was the last time you actually heard that, Jeremy? I snapped out of the power. It was like 1990. Wow. That's, that's the song they play uh, on my Saturday morning show with, with Darian Mel. Right. And then I like your segue to like the soft guitar song after that. That was good. <laughs> Yes, I'll, I'll pretend like I had anything to do with it. Jeremy, of course, ESPN <laughs> NFL insider, joining us, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. All right, let's start here. Odell Beckham gets introduced yesterday, shouts out Lamar. Hey, want to come play with you? I'm certainly excited for it, but obviously he doesn't have any guarantees there. What do you make of this situation uh, at the moment as far as Lamar and now Odell officially joining the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, well, the Odell Beckham contract stands tall. It's a really impressive deal. You know, the Jets were close with Odell Beckham, for what I understand. The Ravens swooped in and got it done. Um, he was almost a Jet, maybe even probably should have been a Jet. Uh, and so now, you know, he, he goes to the highest bidder, to a team that really wants him, and he hopes Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. You know, I'm told that it's status quo with Lamar's situation, that Lamar still has great resolve on his contract outlook and what he believes he deserves. Now, can there be some wiggle room or some change? Perhaps. Uh, and the Ravens are hoping the relationship is stalling a little bit, you know, that, that uh, there's some more positive vibes lately. And he's been in contact with some other teammates recently. But all that said, there's still a big gulf in guaranteed money from where they've been for years. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say that they're going to bridge that here in the short term. Jeremy, let's go down the Beltway. We saw the reports yesterday with the uh... – preliminary agreement of the sale of the Washington Commanders to the group led by Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. Just out of curiosity, could the pending sale of the Commanders potentially change the organization's stance on Lamar Jackson? Well, certainly uh, it's possible because a a new ownership can do what they want, right? If they want to spend $250 million in guaranteed money to Lamar Jackson, they can choose to do that. Uh, I don't know what their thinking is yet because it's still very early. And um, I would guess, though, that when you start a process of taking over a team, you want to assess where you're at, which takes time. And then, you know, you want to sort of monitor the whole building. And you also want to bring costs down a little bit until you figure out what you want to do. So um, can they get that together in two months and sign Lamar? Perhaps. Uh, I, I would think it'd be unlikely. I know people in the building in Washington have repeatedly said, that Lamar Jackson is simply not happening. Um, so new ownership would have to come in and go over the heads of, you know, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, the GM, which they can do. It's their right. But I just, it would take a lot for them to pivot on that. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The Giants right now, Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley, they're not going to sign their tags, or uh, Saquon's not going to sign his tag. Lawrence doesn't have his deal worked out uh, long-term yet, so they're not going to show up for volunteer uh, workouts here. How do you see this playing out for the Giants, Jeremy? Well, with Saquon, there's no rush. I mean, they got till July 17th to to try to hammer out a long-term deal. Uh, The Giants did see the struggles in free agency for running backs in a year where you had some decent to good ones. You had Miles Sanders. Uh, you had David Montgomery, you had some other players and the money was not as fruitful as they would have hoped. So the giants correctively said, well, we're not going to, um, you know, keep a massive contract offer on the table. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they were probably in that ballpark of 12 million in a previous deal, somewhere around there and 12 million per year. That is. And, 
you know, they've pivoted a little bit. Now, that could just be some public posturing. This is an elite player, so you don't want to alienate him. I still think there's room to find a sweet spot. The problem is the franchise tag number at $10.1 million is low enough uh, that Saquon's not going to want to take a deal that pays that per average long term. He's going to want more, and I just don't know how far the Giants are willing to go. But they've been pretty aggressive in signing players that they want to sign. So it wouldn't shock me if something got done. I, I'm not buying that there are just ne- nothing but negative vibes right now. Jeremy, is there the off chance here that, let's say, a team that could certainly use somebody like Saquon Barkley, like the Buffalo Bills, if they don't think they're going to get maybe B. John Robinson in the draft, that they would think about making a deal with the Giants? Could the Giants potentially trade Barkley before the draft if Saquon makes it clear that his number is a certain number. It's possible, but I would have thought a team like Buffalo would have done that last off season or last summer. Mm-hmm. Now the price has gone up, you know, he had a huge year, so it's going to require more to get him. And so to pay a lot for a running back, I just don't see happening. You know, uh, now a player like Dalvin cook, I could see traded before the deadline because the, the Vikings have already explored that possibility. And, you know, he's a, uh, under a long-term deal that could be manageable for a new team, depending on what happens. So certainly some possibilities there, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think the giants would, would probably be open to that at the right compensation. Talking with ESPN NFL insider, Jeremy Fowler on Greeny and Jeremy, I, I'm wondering if you were as confused as I was when Dan Olasky compared Bryce young to a combination of Joe Burrow and Bright and uh, <laughs> Seth, Steph Curry on get up this morning. And, 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 and to that end, uh, we saw the rumors out there this week that the Texans could potentially pass on taking a quarterback if Bryce Young isn't available at number two overall. I just wanted to ask you, how real is that? What are people in the NFL circles saying about the Texans' plans? Um, because it seems a little confusing to me that they would pass up on a signal caller knowing that they've been in quarterback hell since the Deshaun Watson stuff started. Yeah, well, it is draft season, and there could be some posturing going on. But the teams I'm talking to, their feeling is that Houston wanted Bryce Young. Uh, and so if they were going to tank at the end of last year and try to get the number one pick, which they failed to do, obviously they won that last game, then they would have taken Bryce Young. So that in mind, if Bryce Young is there too, most teams I talk to expect them to just make that pick. They're just less certain about C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson at, at two. Doesn't mean they wouldn't do it. There's just less certainty. So the Houston is now at a pivot point because they could try to trade out of two. They could try to move up from 12 if they'd rather go get Will Levis at a later pick or somebody like that. So I I do think they're exploring all their options. Jeremy Fowler, last one, Jeremy. And this is on Woody Johnson and the Jets. It's kind of suggested yesterday by Charles Robinson uh, of the NFL Network that maybe Woody has gotten some cold feet uh, in terms of what they want to give up compensation-wise because Aaron Rodgers did say on the Pat McAfee show that he was 90% retired uh, before the darkness retreat. Is it just another ploy in the negotiations here? Well, I do. I know that the what was said on the Pat McAfee show about the 90% retired did reverberate at one Jets drive. I do know that. Like That, that is something they noticed and something that got their attention. Now, how worried are they really about it? Not so sure. You know, they know Rodgers has, has sort of flirted with the year-to-year proposition before. 
Um, he hasn't been excited about his Green Bay situation. They're hopeful that when he gets to the Jets, assuming he does, uh, that he'll have a new outlook and want to play multiple years. So, uh, But there, there's just a feeling that the Jets want to protect themselves with draft compensation should he only play one year. Like that, that is part of the conversation is, you know, does a uh, second-round pick turn into – a first rounder if he plays multiple years. Like, do the Packers get that sort of help on their end versus, you know, the Jets? Like, we don't want to give up a first round pick and then he plays one year and then that first round pick could have got us, you know, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May next year, you know, even if that's unlikely. But those are the scenarios they have to kick around. Jeremy, appreciate it. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider. More on Woody Johnson in just a moment. Now, what if a jet quarter? What if a quarterback completed four out of five of his passes, or a jet quarterback for that matter? It'd be nice. It'd be a change of pace this year. Or a point guard hit four out of five shots behind the arc. Well, now when you're hiring, you can play at that level because four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter. Get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter's matching technology identifies people with the right skills and experience and invites them to apply to your job. To try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Charles Robinson uh, of Yahoo Sports it is. Uh, joined Wilde and Tosh on ESPN Wisconsin yesterday, Canty, and this is what he had to say about that whole situation with Woody Johnson and being a little bit afraid of what he heard on the Pat McAfee show. Greeny, the podcast. Canty, a couple of things here. Number one, when he said 90% retired, everybody's going to throw that out. It was garbage. It was complete garbage because he wasn't walking away from $60 million. Mm. That's number one. Number two, that should not have been the thing that raised your antenna that maybe Aaron Rodgers would walk away after one year. That, that's not a new thought. So if that was a concern to begin with, why did you get into this to start with, in my mind? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that front. Now, here's what I'll say about the 90% retire. The only reason that he's coming back is for the money. It's yeah. not to compete at a high level, which is jarring for a team that's trying to reset the culture of a franchise. So I, I, I worry about that aspect of it when it comes to Aaron Rodgers because he's not going to be somebody that's always going to be in alignment with the head coach and general manager. We just lived that movie in Green Bay. So the thought of Aaron Rodgers potentially walking away after, the, after a year, like you said, it shouldn't be new news for Woody Johnson or, or the Jets staff, but – at this point, aren't the Jets pot committed? Yeah. Didn't they forego the opportunity to sign Derek Carr after Derek Carr came out after the combine and said that that's where he wanted to be? You wanted to go for bigger. You wanted to go for better. But you also got to realize you got to take Aaron Rodgers' baggage too when you're going down that road. And I think a part of the baggage is dealing with the drama, dealing with the uncertainty. But that shouldn't matter if you're the New York Jets because you already knew those things. You're getting Aaron Rodgers for the 2023 season to try to go win a championship. Anything beyond that is gravy. But Green Bay, whether he's around in 2024 or not, that shouldn't affect what they're asking for from for Aaron Rodgers. It really shouldn't. It really should not affect it one bit because what the Jets can't do is hedge 
with Green Bay on the compensation when they are essentially all in on Aaron Rodgers. I completely agree. You have you have made your bed here. Yeah. This is the guy that you chose to do to go get and you but you were star hunting with it. Derek Carr with the New York Jets could have won and could have made them a much much better team and would have cost you nothing. Exactly. Would have cost you nothing. Think but about money. that. Like I I I don't know if they would have made the other trade on the Elijah Moore front they they probably would have but e- even so even if you didn't have an extra you could be facing a, a one two twos this year even even the one second round pick like to me you can't now get cold feet on this you can't i don't think it was the best move to begin with but you don't have a choice you don't have a choice but because th- but that's what that's where i get hung up when everybody starts talking about who has leverage in this situation yeah. the green bay packers don't have to make a decision until week 1 of the regular season think about that we don't have to pay out that $58 million bonus until week one. If, if that's when they trade Aaron Rodgers, even if it's to the Jets, the Jets' season is over with before it starts if that's the first time that Aaron Rodgers is showing up with his new teammates. So there is no leverage play if you're Woody Johnson or if you're Joe Douglas. You have to get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers know it, and they're just waiting for you to come to them. Now, would they make a deal sooner rather than later? so they can get a player through the draft picks that you're going to give them in order to help Jordan Love? Sure, but they don't have to. The Jets have to make a move. The Green Bay Packers don't. You know, just to finish the thought, I was thinking yesterday about the whole idea that was floated out there, and I forget by who, but that the Packers could just keep them and pay them. And, David Bakhtiari. Yeah, David Bakhtiari, thank you. Uh, not even have him show up this year. And I went and looked just out of curiosity. Like, if they made him, he's still going to cost him heavy against the cap if he's a regular cut next year. If they made him a post-June first cut, you know, I see it, at least. You're going through an entire disastrous year, but you're preparing yourself for that. Well, they're not going to do that. They're going to trade him. They'll trade him. But here's the thing. They might not trade him for what they were hoping to get for him because at that point you're just – you're in salary dump mode, but there'll be somebody that would want Aaron Rodgers, even if it's for a third or a fourth round pick. They can get him off his books, but it's what is it worth to you to have Aaron Rodgers show up for the start of training camp? What is that worth to your team? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Up in moments. Lamar Jackson is still the other quarterback that is out there and the better one at that. One former rival of Lamar Jackson had plenty to say yesterday about him and frankly just needs to shut up. We'll explain in moments. If you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing, free battery charging, Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery. Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. 
You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 